You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded Podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you grow your business, get more clients, and monetize. And today, I am excited because, of course, you know I love bringing on special guests who always drop gems on the Social Media Decoded Podcast, and we're going to be talking about the coaching industry, how you, you can build a coaching business. Did you know this? From social media using social media, all things digital, like if this is a field that you want to go into, that you want to do this, you can totally do it. And we're talking to Jess today and she is like the expert and I am so excited. Thank you so much, Jess, for coming on the Social Media Decoded podcast. How are you today? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. I love talking all things social media, especially when we can take our expertise and turn it into money and impact, right? So I'm excited to get into it. Yes, because making money is, we're in the creator economy. There's so many different ways to make money. You don't have to, you know, do the typical nine to five anymore if you don't want to. Or if you want to do it and have a side hustle, you can still create a coaching business. So you can have side hustle income, whatever, vacation money. That's that's, (laughs) that's the thing. So definitely, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself and how you got involved in the coaching industry and social media. Yeah. So like you said, I'm Jess Glazer DeRose. I'm the founder and CVO, the visionary officer of Digital Business Evolution. And really we're a digital education platform. So we help people build businesses, scale businesses, and monetize their expertise and lived experience. I got into this because I similarly, I had a, a cute side hustle, as I used to call it. And that's just what it was. I was an elementary school teacher. I had a side hustle. This was back in 2012. And I started coaching people online before I even knew what that was. I had worked as a personal trainer for 18 years. And so I had an experience where I was doing bodybuilding competitions. This was 10 years ago. And my coach was in Massachusetts, but I was in New Jersey. And I was paying her through the internet to give me my workout plans and my macros. And that's when I had this light bulb moment, again, working full-time as a teacher, part-time as a personal trainer, part-time as a bartender, teaching salary, wasn't making it, you know, meet all the ends that I needed. And so I had this light bulb moment of what if I reached out to friends from college and high school who don't live in the same town or city or state as me? And I asked, hey, do you want me to train you? So in 2012, I actually started collecting checks in the mail, like literally snail mail checks. And I was training friends through email. In 2017, I decided to quit my teaching job, not because I had replaced my income, not even close. I was making like 300s, maybe $1,000 a month, which was great as in addition to my teaching salary. But I quit just to kind of go all in and see what it could be. And I was able to scale my business to seven figures in just 18 months. So scaled pretty quickly. Um, that's the sexy story. But the reality is, like I said, I just, I already was online for five years before that blogging and selling eBooks and creating communities on Facebook. So it was not an overnight success story, but we've continued to scale that company to multiple seven figures. We have five on our executive leadership team. We were able to build a school in Ghana, Africa. Our doors opened in January of 2021, which is really cool. Um, we've got about 12, 14 different coaches on our staff as well. So at this point where I am today, I am full-time business coaching and consulting, have retired my husband. He's come to come into the family business. And that's what we do. In 2020, I finally hung up my hat after 18 years in the fitness industry. And 
left that. But um, yeah, we help you take your crazy, stupid idea and turn it into a business. I love that. I love that. So amazing hearing like your story and how you were working as a teacher. Like I think everyone has, you know, a story, amazing story, or like they have another passion that is something that they can do that they never even thought that they could do. Like you said, the internet wasn't even like, and I remember I joined Facebook in 2005 when I was in college. College, me too. And <laughs> like, you know, this would, this might be something. Let me just see what it's about. But now today I use it for business. So it's like these platforms have evolved and mm-hmm. just allowed for so many people to create an income or a second income to, you know, it's, it's just amazing. I just love yeah. it. I love the stories. Yeah. I love the stories. Yeah. So- Let's talk about social media because I love social media and launches. So how does social media play in the success of the launch of your business? Or if you launch like new courses or new programs, like how have you been able to leverage social media for that? Yeah. So disclaimer, everything that I'm going to talk about is my experience, right? It's it's what has worked for me. It's not the only way, best way or right way. There's a lot of different ways that you can build a business, scale a business. So what I teach is my experience and what works for our clients and what they do. So we teach and use social media for organic marketing, which I think any business owner could probably argue you'd be silly to not use social media as much as we all have like a love-hate relationship to it. If you have a physical product, a brick and mortar or an online business like coaching, you really can play into the fact that we have marketing now for free. And there's so many different social media platforms. You really want to pay attention to where is your ideal client hanging out. So you might love scrolling on TikTok to look at like the funny dog videos, but if your ideal client's not hanging out there, it might not be the best place for you to put out the content that you're creating. So Knowing where your ideal client hangs out is the first thing. Then from there, you want to get really specific with the transformation that you offer. And you brought up before, really anyone can build a coaching business. So a lot of times we work with people who think that it has to be, you know, I have to be a trainer. I have to be a business coach. I I have to be a, I don't know, mindset coach or a registered dietitian. The reality is we've had clients come through that are dog trainers, that are um, setting up pet, pet, like businesses. They've had physical products. We have people come in that are organizers, home organizers, closet organizers, feng shui experts, Reiki experts, spirituality. I mean, you name it. So really it's, what are you good at? What do people already ask you for? Do you have those friends that are always asking you for your recipes or you make homemade baby food, right? Those types of things can be turned into digital education, whether that's packaged is a course or a membership or an ebook. There's so many different ways that you can do it. So social media is really where you want to do a few things. Number one, you want to create an audience. So an audience is going to be a group of people that really look up to you. They aspire to do what you do, have what you do, and maybe even be how you are. So that's an audience. And that's very much like the content that you're going to put out is come with me, come with me, come with me, not look at me, but come with me. The second thing you're going to want to do is to create a community. So a community is a little bit different. A community is not having your audience members connect to you, but rather your audience members connect to one another. So when you create a strong community, this is when you have the appearance of almost like I don't know how else to say it, but like a cult-like following. So if one person buys, other people buy. If you host an event, one gal buys tickets, and then all of a sudden her five friends want to buy tickets because they don't want to have FOMO. So building a community is really important for things like retention and just hype and FOMO and sales. And then the overarching umbrella of social media, this is, again, a free place for you to add value. Value is... There's a variety of value. We don't have to just be teaching to give value. And stop me if you want me to. I'll just go off on a tangent here. But all content has value. 
So a lot of times we think we have to do five ways, three things, seven tips. And actually, if you're only putting out educational value like that, it's kind of boring because if people just wanted information, they'd go to the encyclopedia and nobody's reading the encyclopedia anymore. So people want color. They want interesting. They want angles. They want perspective. And so realizing that all content has value. Again, I was a trainer for 18 years. So I'm going to use a food analogy. Broccoli has nutrients and fiber and um, vitamins. We can't argue that it does. Cookies are good. They're good for the soul. They taste good. They're delicious. They're comfort food. Both cookies and broccoli have value just at different times in different ways. And so when you can approach your content as sometimes it's scroll stopping because it's polarizing, it's humorous. It gets somebody to like smile for the first time during the day or laugh or think differently, or it's a fact. It's myth busting. It's storytelling, which creates relatability because people buy from people right? So all of your content has value and social media is a place that you can put value out to the world. I deeply believe that if you have a solution to a problem, it's actually your responsibility to share it with other people. And social media gives us a platform to share that with other people. And if you're not sharing it, then you're, I mean, I think you're kind of robbing people of that opportunity. You're like stealing from people. So we've got audience, we've got community, we've got value in the way of content. And then the last thing would be that is your marketing platform. So instead of having to take out a three-page sprite of a magazine or millions of dollars to host a commercial in the middle of the Super Bowl, now you get to build that community, build that hype, validate that what you are going to sell is in fact what they want, and then you sell. See, this is why I have the amazing experts on the Social Media Devoted <laughs> Podcast. These are, this is on point. And the, the thing about community, that's really important. It, I used to work for a beauty brand in hair care. And what we did was build a base of raving fans so that now they're telling everybody about this brand. Yes. Now it's everywhere. And this, I, it, I started with them as a startup company. It ended up being a multi-million dollar brand. But wow. the social media was really, really intact, right? There was a plan. The community was there. Like there was education. Like you say, you have to show up. A lot of business owners, they don't want to show up. And it's like, well, who else is going to talk about your products and services? I know if I don't show up in my creator business, I sell digital products. I have a membership program, all the things. If I don't show up, no one's going to know about what I do, Right. right. If I don't show up to this podcast, no one would listen to this. But we know people are listening now with over 100,000 downloads. Like, thank Incredible. you all so much for being here because I love sharing like this really amazing advice because I want people to know that everybody's story is different. But if you have a dream and you want to do something, social media is a great place to do it. And I think you're right when you said people may look at social media as a bad thing. But I'm like, I can't even get like, yeah, it can be bad, but... All the good that can come from it if you just put the bad stuff aside and just use it strictly for your business because it's like free. Instagram is yeah. free. This podcast is essentially free. Like, yes, I pay for tools, but I make that back, right? Because now I'm able to sponsor my podcast. So you just have to think about it in that angle. So, oh my gosh, I hope everyone was taking notes. If you thought this was good, definitely tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and let us know, like, say Jess is dropping gems. Okay. She's <laughs> dropping gems. Dropping gems. This is like so great. I want to talk about courses. Yeah. Because I really love courses. And I think that it's a great way for anybody to share their expertise. Like you said, you've worked with coaches, trainers, business. I mean, people, I've known people who do piano lessons, ballerinas. 
so there's endless things, right, to create a course. So with course creation, what are some starter tips that you have for maybe someone who's thinking about doing a course, but they're like thinking it's going to be like too much for them to do? Yeah, this is a great question. I have a couple different answers here, so I'm, I'm going to go down a few. First and foremost, literally anything could be created into a course, and we could go on and on with the de- you know the examples. We've done over 150 niches in our program, but the funniest one that I want to share, this was not someone that I coached, but the platform that I used in 2017, they did a summit. And at the summit, they had people on stage who were all million-dollar business owners. And one of the people on stage... I just could not stop laughing. And I use this example all the time. She ran, a, she had a million dollar coaching business and she was teaching people how to train their cat, how to use the toilet. I kid you not. Like a million dollar coaching business. Now I'm not a cat owner. I'm a dog mom. But apparently that is like a real pain for people is, I don't know, litter boxes, I guess. So my point here is that you can actually create a course really around anything as long as people are interested. So the first thing that I would tell you to do, and this is a huge mistake I see people make, is do your market research and really validate that your idea and that your the transformation that you can give someone and that your verbiage, your language about the thing that you're going to offer, validate with your audience that it is in fact something that they want. You can do this simply by using features. So I'm going to talk about Instagram for a moment. When you're using Instagram stories, you can use polls and quizzes and the little slider bar. You actually want to validate that the thing that you're about to create is what they want. Make sure. Because a lot of times we do create from our own place. We're like, but I really love it and I really want it. So just be mindful of that. The second thing is competition. And I say that in quotes, competition is a really good thing. So if there are other people doing it, because this is a huge limiting belief for people, I don't want to, it's too saturated. There's so many other people. She's got more followers. He's more attractive. If someone else is already doing the thing that you want to do, chances are that means there's a lot of market demand. And that is a great thing. So my husband and I used to live in New York City. There is literally a coffee shop on every street corner, sometimes two on the same block, and they're competing against one another. So the question goes, well, how do they all stay in business? And so if this was like an interactive situation with the the listeners right now, I would have them answer. So answer in your head with me right now. Why do some people go to certain coffee shops? And maybe Michelle, you can jump in and give me a couple of reasons why you would go to one over another. I go to Starbucks because of the experience and because yes. it's millennial, the business, you can go in there and get your work done. But I've worked yes. at Starbucks as well. So I know oh. about the Starbucks culture. So I used to yes. be a barista and I used Amazing. to make coffee. So I understand like, and I'm just a coffee person. So yes. I like Starbucks over anything. I mean, I go to Dunkin', but Starbucks has my heart. So yes, yeah. perfect. Okay. So you said the environment, the culture, you used to work there. That's a personal connection. People will go to coffee shops because of the quality of the coffee. Maybe they have a give back. They like the lighting. They have good Wi-Fi. Geographically, it's on the right side of the street when you're walking home. It's the same thing with your business and social media. So yes, it might be saturated, but saturation is not a problem. Saturation is a good thing. When there was an iPhone, there was the Samsung Galaxy, right? And they compete against each other. And every time they come out with a new feature, then it forces the other person to innovate. The other company innovates and they come out with something even better. And now we're on iPhone like 15, right? Because of that. So if there is saturation in your marketplace, I would say lean into that. Figure out how you can actually innovate and stand out. And then the third thing I'm going to say, because this is the biggest mistake that I see, this is my opinion, do not create a course or a program if you have not sold it. So a lot of times people will spend time, energy, maybe money, and they do all the videos and the slideshows and they put all this stuff together and they spend hours and months and weeks and then they go to sell it and it's crickets. 
So this goes back to the first thing I said of really validating that your audience wants it. And I get it. It's super uncomfortable to sell something that doesn't exist, but that's not what you're selling. You're selling something that does exist. You just haven't finished creating it. And if you don't believe me, then look at something like Kickstarter or Indiegogo, right? Kickstarter's concept is you pay us the money because you think the idea is a really good idea. And then we're going to take that capital and we're going to go build the thing and we'll have it to you in the mail in just a few weeks if we hit our goal. It's the exact same thing with courses. So you can tell people about the transformation that's going to happen. What's the pain that they're in? What's the pleasure or the solution that you're going to offer? The goal that they want to get to? You probably would even know some of the deliverables you're going to get. So there's going to be a community and there's going to be coaching calls this many times a week and it's this many months and here's the price point. The moment that someone pays you, that is when you start creating it. And it lights a fire under your butt to go create it. Otherwise, you're just going to keep sitting around, making it better, making it perfect, waiting for it to be ready, quote unquote ready, right? So I'd say the three biggest things there, um, and I could keep going, but when it comes to course creation, definitely it's it's validating it. It's, is there already market demand for it? And don't do it until you sell it. You said so many amazing things that I want to touch on really yeah. quick. Definitely do not create the whole creating a course thing without like validating it first. I can speak from experience. When I first created my in- my influencer course, because I've been an influencer 13 years and work with wow. brands. And so I was teaching, you know, teaching people how to create, you know, how to work with brands, how to create an influencer business. You know, I knew that that those people were in my audience, but I didn't do enough research into like promoting it enough, I think. And so it flopped the first time. And so it's like, okay, cool. Gladly, I didn't make the course, right? I had the the shell of it and knew what I wanted to put in it. But like you said, I didn't put the work into it. I made it better, then redid it. And then so many people bought it. So it's just, it, I want to say like, even if you do it and you put it out and nobody buys it, make some tweaks and think about some things and put it out again and see what yep. happens. Yep. You never know. Like it just could be a small tweak. So I know that I wanted to share that too, but that's really good that you said that because you don't want to waste your time to put out all this stuff and do all the work. And then it just doesn't work. Um, and then you said about the audience, you have, yeah, you have to know, you know what they want. So I would say at least send them your email list that you definitely should have. Everybody oh should my have gosh, please. If you don't have an email list, go to ConvertKit today, MailChimp, Flowdesk, Flo whatever. There's so many. You definitely should go there and start an email list today because these social media platforms are not ours. You yes. don't own it. You own your email list. Or start a podcast. You own your podcast. So yeah. you just have to really, you know, have somewhere outside of social media. But yeah, knowing your audience, send them a questionnaire to ask, say, what what type of course would you like me to come out with? If I was to do these three things, this course, this download, which one would you pick? Yeah. That's all that it could take, right? And then you could have that, like you said, market research. Yeah. And looking at what other people are doing. That's what you said. Like, I think that people get scared with that and they're like, oh, well, she's doing it. But that means that it's successful. Do you know how yeah. many social media strategists and marketing people there are? That's not stopping me. It did not stop me from creating this podcast. It did not stop me from creating my digital courses, whatever yeah. I have, because my my story and how I do things are different from other people. I have a different background. I have, Absolutely. you know, I've done different things. I can come from a different angle. So don't let that stop you. It just tells you that it is actually successful, like VAs, like copywriters, people who edit podcasts, people help people create podcasts. I could go on and on because there's yeah. so, many, <laughs> so many things you could do, like yeah. so many things you could do. Look within your skills, right? Mm-hmm. Look within your skills. And I'm sure you help your clients with this to really look within their skills to see what are you good at? Yeah. How can you turn this into a business? So yeah. 
Oh my gosh, we can like talk forever about social media. I know, I know. It's, it's so so good, so good. I always ask my I always ask my guests too about books. Ooh. So, what is a really good book that you think that has helped you on your on your entrepreneur journey? Oh gosh, well if you come over and say hi on social media, you're going to find out very quickly that books are like my favorite thing. I believe readers are leaders. I'm obsessed with books. We have an entire book course that's free and I teach people how to speed read and I have all my different books categorized into there's like mindset and health and and personal development, but there's also marketing, copywriting, business building strategy, leadership. It's just it's all there. I love it. I'm obsessed with books. So this is probably one of the hardest questions for me. I will say there are a few books that I read on repeat year after year. So I'll give you some of those. But just every year on New Year's, my husband and I restart Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. I just think it's so powerful. Um, the Four Agreements is another one that we read a lot. I did read earlier this year, I think back in January, Alex Hermosi's $100 million offers. And it was a phenomenal That's a good phenomenal book. book. It's really good. That's a good Everybody has... 100 million offers. Write that down right now. I'm telling you, it's so it's good. Really you can good. get the audio version, but I I would say you should do both because yes. you want to read what they're saying because then you'll, yeah, yes. that's a good And book. his is very like workbooky. You can like circle yeah, and workbook-y. charts. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I'll give you one more just because I'm on, I love this stuff, but um, Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza is such great, like deep, deep, deep work. Ooh, okay. Okay, everybody got some some good books to write down. <laughs> some good books to write down. This is going to be great. So I know that you are committed to helping 100 entrepreneurs create impact-driven businesses, which is so important. And this is what we've yes. been talking about this whole entire time. And I think it's so amazing. How many, like of that, how many more people do you have left to help? Yeah. So we're, we're committed to helping we're committed to helping everybody, but we're committed to helping 100 entrepreneurs create seven-figure businesses. Seven-figure. Yes. So with clients, we've worked with um, 500 have gone through our signature program and then probably another few hundred in some of our other programs. So we've worked with lots of people and with social media, thousands, tens of thousands. Um, but right now we have 12 millionaires. So we've helped 12 millionaires yeah, from the ground up. So I guess, what is that? Um, 88 left? <laughs> that is yeah. so awesome. Yeah. 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 It's exciting. Committed, yeah. Committed to helping. And it's so possible to create million dollar yeah. business. I think that we, it is. we think it's not, but it is. It is. Yeah. And, and the impact portion, the impact portion. So when I introduced myself earlier, we talked about real brief, the school that we built in Ghana. And so one of the things that we do, we obviously can't force our clients, but we are very, very, very backed by impact. So one of the things that we do is we encourage all of our clients when they do build out a course or a program to use some sort of a give back component. So for us, we do a Tom situation one for one. So everybody that joins our programs, we also give education to one student overseas for one year. In addition to just the funding that we've built up to build the school and now fund the school and the teachers over there and the supplies. So we have clients with all different organizations and sometimes it's just giving your time and sometimes it's giving free resources and sometimes it's giving money, but we do encourage all of our clients to put that as a thread within their businesses. And I'd say 99% of them have done that, which is really cool. That is so awesome. That is so amazing that you're giving back. I mean, it just, it's awesome. Everything that you're doing, helping entrepreneurs. This is not easy. I I mean, I always say this, I always tell everyone that it's not easy to do this. And so for you to be able to do this day in and day out and help people build businesses and reach the seven figure mark is so amazing. And just giving back too, that's like really honorable. I'm just, 
I've never been to Ghana, but that's like one of the places that I definitely want to visit. I definitely, you know, give back in many ways, but having something inside of your business as part of like your courses to be able to do that. I think that that's genius. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been such a great episode. Thank you so much for sharing all the gems that you dropped. This was like a masterclass. So I hope you guys <laughs> listen to this. I hope everyone listens to this and re- re-listen so they can write down all those amazing gems. But definitely let us know where we can find you, how we can, how if the listeners can work with you, if they want to work with you, yeah. and all things that you awesome. want to share. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for having me. I hang out most on Instagram. I have a brand new Instagram account. I just shut my old one down and started a new one. So that's super fun. I am at, it's at, I am Jessica DeRose and same on TikTok. I'm a new TikToker. We've got a YouTube. I have, uh, we have a podcast, which is our favorite thing in the entire world. So our podcast is Digital Business Evolution with me, Jessica DeRose, and of course the website. Um, I would love to gift you that resource of the book guide so people can just see all the different books, everything on there I have read. I think there's over 200 books on there and they're all categorized. So we can maybe drop that in the show notes. It's totally free. Um, that would be really, really fun. But yeah, come say hi. I It's me on social media. I'm the one I voice memo everybody. I love it. So let me know what some of your ahas were. Yes, I love it. And we're definitely going to leave all that amazing information in the show notes, where you can find Jess, how you can connect with her, the amazing resource as well. Thank you so much for sharing that with everyone. It's going to be so very helpful. I know it is. And thank you so much again for sharing all the amazing gems. This has been a really great episode. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one.